Hello. Imagine, if you will, a time long, long ago when evolution first moulded our primitive forebears, individuals who learned to hunt, found safety in groups, and who exhibited the earliest physiognomies of what became humankind. Whilst the development of the wheel was still eons into the future, man and woman would have laboured to survive by day and rested at night. And, as they stared at the night sky, they must have surely gazed in uncomprehending awe at the majesty and mystery of it all. Here on the Welsh borders, the winter nights, thankfully behind us for this year, can be long, bleak periods when the temptation to emulate Mr Badger in The Wind in the Willows, you remember when he fills his larder with provisions and hunkers down for the duration, is an attractive one. When the sun has set and the moon waned, virtually the only artificial light is that of the coaching in across the way. And even that's snuffed out during high winds when, somewhere distant, the gyration of the power line may briefly trip out the electric supply. Late one such night in the early days of our new life in rural isolation, with not so much as a streetlight between here and way beyond the horizon, I made the newcomer's error of walking to my workshop to make a final check. Imprudently, I did not take a torch. By the time I'd completed my chore, the rest of the household had retired to bed. Trepidation mounted to mild panic. Never have I been so engulfed in such utter darkness. The coal-black bag descending over my head rendered me unable to see my own hand held close against my own nose. But I could hear, and this is the frightening bit, I could hear the roar of the brook in flood somewhere to my right, and which, had I stumbled down the embankment into it, would have whisked me helpless and anonymous into the glacial river wine. I returned to the house, aided only by tiny red specks of indicator lights from kitchen appliances. Thus did I reach sanctuary, and, uh, no prizes for guessing this one, quickly equipped every nook and cranny with a selection of readily accessible torches, oil lamps, spare batteries and matches. The Black Country is, of course, also known colloquially as the Dark Region, but if anywhere in its rich history it was ever as dark as my initiation in this diminutive hamlet, then my already high esteem for those who toiled in the coal mines, the limestone pits, or anywhere else looks in absentia, increased exponentially on that night. Hence the relating of my experience may simultaneously convince you of how dark it can get here whilst explaining the take-up on events and festivities that help while away such dismal periods. And so it was that I was invited one October's evening to give a presentation in the aforementioned coaching inn on the subject of the Midlands waterways. Somewhat to my pleasant surprise, and in an area where our one and only canal is 20 miles or more away, it was sufficiently well attended to justify a second session a few days later. The presenter for this had kindly been a guest at mine, so I returned the compliment by attending his, which turned out to be a simply enthralling exposition on the Brecon International Dark Sky Reserve. Thus did I meet the project's dedicated advocate, Jim, a man who's since become a valued personal friend. He and his colleagues also happen to be big into another personal groove of mine, hydroelectric generation, but that's a tale for another day. In the meantime, I would hazard a guess, there are many, like me, who hitherto knew nothing of international dark sky reserves, so this may be an opportune time. The International Dark Skies Association is the official body that accredits a dark sky reserve. 
not to be confused with smaller international dark sky parks such as Elan Valley. A dark sky reserve is typically a much larger area and must consist of, I quote, a core area meeting minimum criteria for sky quality and natural darkness and a peripheral area that supports dark sky preservation in the core. The standard is high, and although there is uh, now another nearby at Snowdonia, plus a couple further afield at uh, Exmoor and on the South Downs, there are as yet still only a handful across the entire planet, barely into double figures as it happens, with the one at Brecon having the distinction of being the first in Wales and only the fifth in the world. Just type Brecon Beacons International Dark Sky Reserve into your browser. It's compelling stuff. Jim proudly informed me recently of the International Dark Skies Association's claim that Wales now leads the world in the percentage of its territory enjoying protected status for its night skies. Nowhere else has achieved comparable success in recognising the value of nighttime darkness and taking concrete steps to safeguard it for future generations. The Brecon team hope to help make Wales the world's first dark sky nation. That would be honour indeed. More significantly, it flags the direction for others. For many years, we've recognised the effects of pollution from waste mismanagement, environmental disasters, spillages, and any number of what one might consider tangible pollutants. Yet it's only in more recent years that attentions have turned towards something less tangible, but equally pernicious, that of light pollution. Now do please stick with me, because this is serious stuff. Light pollution, which is defined as excessive, misdirected or obtrusive artificial light, has consequences way beyond merely washing out the night sky. It interferes with astronomical research, disrupts ecosystems and even has adverse health effects being linked with medical conditions ranging from psychosis to cancer. It also wastes huge amounts of energy that, unless one is a climate change denier, contributes to global warming. Fortunately, reductions in light pollution may be as simple as adjusting street or domestic lighting to angle primarily downwards. But aside from practical and aesthetic aspects, light pollution affects us on a far more subtle level, and one that we ignore at the risk of serious damage to that most prime of intangibles, the human soul. There are, somewhat ironically, no International Dark Skies Association sites around the eponymous dark region, but nevertheless there are still some local enclaves where it is possible to experience a relatively dark sky. To the northeast of our patch, not a million miles away, lies Bar Beacon, a local nature reserve that is parochially designated by a, a different organisation as a dark sky discovery site. Closer to home we have the Clent Hills, Sedgley Beacon, Dudley Castle, Turners Hill and Oakham to offer but a few. They may not quite emulate the inky blackness of Brecon, or even the driveway to my workshop, but it will still be possible to concentrate on your zenith and not be too distracted by the glare of the conurbation surrounding you from below. There is more to idly admiring the heavens, identifying the planets, spotting a comet or pinpointing a satellite, Looking upwards attentively helps temper our arrogance and gently nudges us to recognise that despite the inexorable rise of our civilizations, our increasingly imaginative applications of technology, our manipulation of the elements, our cultural attainments, indeed our smug ideals of sheer cleverness, 
we remain quintessentially a collation of insignificant individuals who are still yet to come even close to identifying an actual reason for all of this, the grand plan. Philosophers and thinkers have pondered for thousands of years, and even the most disparaging with their rational intellects directed by the unquestionable logic of their algorithms, even they have almost inevitably been reduced to filling the unbridgeable gaps in their equations with the concept of an almighty overseer, a god at play. Small wonder that the ancients were so in awe of the dark. Equally small wonder that we may be no different and, despite the huge swathes of time distancing us from him and his family, how we can empathise across the millennia with his curiosity. And all it takes is a dark sky. Enjoy your black country and do join me again soon for more Tales from the Bar.